How are we guys? Another huge episode of the Almost Made It podcast coming your way. This week we had on old friend and biohacker Lucas Owen. We spoke about how we got into biohacking, also the biggest problems in today's society with male health and optimization. And he also gave us a lot of tips for all you males watching how to optimize your testosterone levels. Let's jump straight in. Welcome back to yet another edition of the Almost Made a Podcast, proudly brought to you by Cultural Club. This week, we have another huge guest. We are smashing out the guests uh, week in, week out. Also, a quick, quick shout out to you guys who have been listening so far. If you're listening on Spotify, give us a follow. YouTube, make sure you subscribe. Instagram, all the rest of it. You know the, the drill. We have an old friend, a very old friend, an ex-teammate. Um, who is now absolutely taking the biohacking uh, space by storm. He's, also, he's known as Ergogenic Health on Instagram or Boost Your Biology. Yeah. Uh, has thousands and thousands of followers across social media, has spoken all across the globe, um, preaching what he loves. Ladies and gentlemen, Lucas Owen, what's going on? Lads, yeah, I'm stoked to be here. It's going to be a fun, fun discussion, fun chat. So we basically almost grew up together. Yeah. It was a fair few years playing football together. Yeah. I think probably what, from like 12, 11, 12, yeah, I want to say. To probably what, 18? I can't yeah. remember, man. Just Tuesday, Thursday long. night training. Yeah. Saturdays. Yeah. <laughs> overseas. Overseas. <laughs> overseas. We had a few overseas trips. Yeah. Yeah. Did you come to Malaysia? Were you in Malaysia? I don't think so. Wasn't that between um, playing for Vic, and Vic versus Malaysia? Right. And then you came to Hungary, but yeah? Yeah, I went yeah. to Budapest. Yeah, yeah, that was a big one. That was mad. Yeah. Um, let's get in, man. Um, basically, we'll start from the start. So we'll talk about football yeah. for a bit, all right? So, how did you grow? What? Where did you grow up? How did football come into the picture? Actually, if I look back at the the introductions to becoming a soccer player, it was actually my grade one teacher. At um, during recess time, she noticed that I was like goalkeeper in the you know in the schoolyard, and she noticed that I was pretty good. So then after. I remember returning after recess. She's like, oh, have you ever considered playing soccer? And I'm like, hmm, maybe it's a pretty good idea. Like I went home that night, told mum and dad, I'm like, oh, my grade one teacher, shout out to Sophie Trepevsky. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's like, oh, you should consider playing. So then I was like, yeah, I started playing for Yarraville. Oh, yeah. So Yarraville Football Club was the first club. Um, <clears throat> and then from there, just, um, you know, fell in love with the game and, just loved the discipline, loved hanging out with the boys, going to training, just getting your boots on, getting dirty, like slide tackling and stuff like that. So. <laughs> yeah, we really remember. remember that. <laughs> Copped a few of those in, in my career. Um, and then from there, like when did it start, I guess, becoming a little bit more serious? Yeah, so it probably would have been around the time that I started playing for Essendon Royals um, where Bobby McGuinness was my coach and he was like, he was also the state women's state coach, like the women's um, Victorian coach. And, um, yeah, he sort of just elevated my, like, discipline and performance and just, like, more just focused on, like, 
taking it more seriously. I remember we were playing at like Darabin at the yeah, time. Yeah. Like, geez, I'll never yeah. forget those late nights at Darabin. Even when we're like literally being in school, like 8 p.m. training. Yeah. Starting. Yeah, I remember that. And yeah. we get home at like 10.30. Yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah. what am I going to have in the car? Like a protein shake. And yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Dad will get me like a Snickers bar. <laughs> <laughs> Those were the days, man. Good memories. Yeah, good yeah. memories. And then from there, I think after that was – Getting into the state team was a big thing. I remember Harris got into the team the year before me, and I was so upset that I didn't I didn't make it. I remember finding out I was like, actually, the day I found out I didn't make it, obviously I cried. Yeah. You know, I was pretty disappointed by it. You know, being under I was sixteen years of age, so it's like obviously cool. you're a sensitive little boy back then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yeah. now looking back at it, it's just like, yeah, you know what? Part of the journey, you're gonna have setbacks. Big deal. So yeah. yeah, did you? I guess have that goal of turning pro because for people that don't know we played together in in mm. a team um that were tipped to basically a lot of us were tipped to make it mm. uh we won absolutely everything played tournaments overseas against big clubs real madrid Panathinaikos, all these massive did you know from then like was that always your goal or were you sort of like yeah i'll come along for the ride see what happens sort of thing you know i always had in the back of my mind, like have to get an education, do well at school and university as well. Like I didn't just be like, you know what, stuff that I'm going to go all in with soccer. Honestly, I think that's because of the people that I was hanging around. They were just sort of like in my ear about like, oh, you got to get an education. Mm -hmm. Like even dad was saying, even my grandmother, like yeah. she was like, <laughs> oh, you'll have to make sure you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like looking back, I mean, it was the best thing I ever did was like starting starting soccer, learning how to be very disciplined and yeah, like I think after that tournament that we went to in, in Hungary, that was a that that was a critical turning point because it was like it was a rude awakening yeah. of like what it's like in Europe. And like we think we train hard in Australia, but it's like you see what they do, how much they commit to it, how much they put in. So it's like Geez, is that if that's what it takes, man, like I want to hedge my bets on something else. And I also said to myself, I was like, I think I'm good at soccer, but I don't think I'm – I think there was a point where I realized I'm like I'm good at reading the game, like I'm good at like distributing the ball, like playing, passing the ball to like, you know, the midfield, like striker. I had a really good eye for that. But then I realized I was like, you know what, I feel like I've got potential elsewhere. Mm. Like, I think I've got something more to offer the world and contribute more value in a different area. So that's when I, like, pivoted. I decided, look, I'm going to take up this naturopathy degree, mm -hmm. which was, like, a four-year degree. And I'm, like, you know, I'm still young. At the time, I was involved in, like, a startup as well. It was, like, Australia's first nootropic supplement startup. And, again, I was working there for two years unpaid. So I was just, like, learning about what, like, what not to do the mistakes, and then, yeah, it's just been an incredible, incredible journey. Did your passion for, like, an atropathy and all that sort of intertwine with performance in football? Is that what sort of got you into that, yeah, that world? exactly, yeah. So, like, when people ask, how did I get into biohacking, I say yeah. it's actually through experimenting with – remember back in the yeah, day? Yeah, well, that's what you were saying. Jeez, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah, back in the day, I was, like, researching things that are, like, new and novel and exciting, like peptides, supplements and things, and I was like, I'm going to give these things a try, test them out, see how they affect my performance. Like some of the things I was taking back in the day were like great for like endurance. I always had a pretty good like lung capacity. Mm. Harris and I were like usually like pretty fit with the 
with the runs after, you know, like doing the runs, Nick Pantazi. <laughs> <laughs> man, Jesus Christ. Wow. Yeah, these are the, the days. The days. days. So did you have, obviously experimented, experimented with a lot because I remember yeah. like you used to talk about this stuff all the time. All the time. Man. Um, did you have any bad experiences that you can remember? Yeah, I definitely did. I mean, if we look back at all the different experiments that I ran on my, like, I just, the thing is I worked in my dad's pharmacy, so I had access to pretty much all the different over-the-counter vitamins and supplements. So I was like, I'm going to test out acetylol carnitine. I'm going to try creatine, glutamine, all the amino acids. I'm going to learn what they do for me. And then also like, what does the research say? And I loved the research side. And I think you guys could see that. Like yeah, yeah. I was just passionate about yeah. that. Um. And there were things that I tried that were like not really related to like soccer performance, but more so for like memory and cognition that mm. actually like threw me off in a bit of a different direction in terms of like making me a little bit more anxious or a little bit more tense. And so I felt like, you know, there's certain things that I realized over the years that like there are certain pathways in the brain that you should just completely not interact with okay just let it go mm -hmm. don't try and fiddle with it don't try and be a superhero and try and like crank it up because <laughs> you'll end up causing yourself a bit of anxiety or tension and then you can't like socialize at parties like i'd yeah. go to parties and shit <laughs> and i just couldn't even like communicate or relax i'm really? like yeah it's just like full on did you find any particular like supplement did that um funnily enough it was actually one that i was using a lot of it was actually cordyceps Oh, yeah. so, so cordyceps made me really motivated and focused, but I just could not relax at, at social gatherings and parties. And I realized that because I'd like sort of like look at everyone else interacting and chatting and I'm like, why is everyone else so chilled? Yeah. And I'm just fucking so intense, bro. <laughs> 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 like, really so, go? <laughs> what is that for anyone that doesn't know? Yeah. So looking back at it now, like this is where like I was like putting all the pieces of the piece of the puzzle together, like the pathways and the mechanisms. So cordyceps, what I learned was great for like VO2 max and circulation and DHT and all that stuff, but it actually increases a pathway called glutamate and increasing glutamate increases like overthinking and, and just general paranoia. Um, and yeah, so I, I realized like this is working on that ampar receptor, like I don't want to touch that. And then I was like, okay, let's like ditch this. And when I ditched it, I just remembered like becoming a bit more of the person that I wanted to be, which was like more social, like better to interact with people and just less intense and less serious about everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, also, just quickly, what do you have on your nose, man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is a, um, a nasal dilator. Yeah. So nasal strip. And basically... I've only just put it on two days ago. So basically what it does is it opens up the the nasal cavity so you get better oxygenation and circulation. Because actually a lot of guys that um, are into bodybuilding and stuff, um, and you'd know about the supplements like for nitric oxide. Mm -hmm. So nitric oxide is actually, which gives you pumps and makes you feel fuller in the gym. Nitric oxide is actually produced in the nasal cavity. Right. So if you have like better circulation opened up nasal cavity, you have better Nitric oxide Get production. Better yeah, better <laughs> pumps. <laughs> Give me one. Yeah. Um, so obviously you got into this space, mm. pretty niche sort of space, or even in Australia. It I'd really say in Australia. Yeah. Especially it's with so all niche. the laws here, man, with oh, certain supplements oh, and stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> they ran pre-workouts yeah. here, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where, was there like, when did you sort of realize you could actually make a career out of this? 
like I was saying before, probably when I got that shout out from this doctor in Dubai or like Saudi Arabia, I can't remember where it was. He must have seen my surname and be like, oh, this guy must be Lebanese. Or <laughs> <laughs> um, and, he, you know, that's when I knew I was like, all right, so I've got attention from that guy. Who else's attention can I get for, with my quality content? Like who else can I? So I remember back in the day, I'd go on Instagram and I'd tag like big profiles on in my posts, just hoping that they'd see it. And if they see it, maybe they'd like it. And if they'd like it, then maybe they would share it. Mm. And that strategy worked because what I did was I tagged the biggest biohacker in the world, Ben Greenfield. Yep. I don't know if you guys have heard of Ben Greenfield. Yep. He's like a Spartan marathon. He's a freak, like athletic freak. And I'll never forget the day when I, like I literally, I've been tagging him. And then eventually once he noticed one of my posts, it was on a particular fruit, like uh, it was lychee fruit, I think. So niche, like whoever would have thought. (laughs) And then he sent me a DM. He said, it's like, hey man, love your page here. Here's my cell number. Let's connect. Jeez. And I was I was on a date at the time. <laughs> I'm going. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> see you later. I left the restaurant, bro. I started. I was like, see you later. Forget about you. <laughs> and I'm like, I received the message. I saw it, and I'm like, this is the this is the turning point. Yeah. Because I knew that if I get in the good books with him, then he's gonna like share all my stuff. And then after that, the biggest turning point was like getting on his podcast. And I think I was. I think I was the youngest guest ever on his podcast. He's recorded over like a thousand episodes and he's getting like, he had over, he was getting like, yeah, massive downloads. And I was like, far out. This And after the podcast got released, like you just see offer after offer after like client after client and still to this day, even though it's two and a half years later, hey, where did you first hear about Lucas? Oh, on the Ben Greenfield podcast. Two and a half years later, we've got all the best clients and and leads from that podcast. Crazy how that works. So, yeah, he he changed my life. Like, and I keep reminding him of it. I keep on sending (laughs) you messages saying, thanks, bro, you're the best. Um, So what's like, what do you actually sell, we'll say? Yeah. yeah. Because I know you put out unbelievable information Mm. across Instagram, YouTube, and everything else. But what is the product? Yeah, so that's... um. It can be a little bit confusing from the outside to like, no, what does Lucas even do? How does he even make money? What does he even sell? So we'll start with like one of the three main income streams. The first one is like, I list products on my website. I don't hold any stock. I just list supplements and health products that are vetted and I, and I approve and I recommend. Mm-hmm. So they're like all over the world. Most of them are from the US because the US is the best when it comes to like this sort of stuff. Um, so that's like, and then I get an affiliate commission based upon the clicks cause right. I'm getting a lot of traffic. Yeah. So there's no over, there's no like overheads. I don't have to ship out products, but it's built up over time. So it's become like a decent income stream for me. Second is I was selling courses. Um, so the first one I developed was like a, like a sleep optimization course, which I knew was going to like be really in high demand because everyone's got shit sleep these days. So like my education around what you can do to optimize sleep from a nutrition perspective, like lifestyle. Then from there was the testosterone optimization course. That's when I like fell in love with this, um, like how can we max out testosterone <laughs> as high as possible naturally? 
got my blood work back after testing different methods and protocols, got it all the way up to near a thousand nanograms per deciliter. Um, and I'm like, fuck, I think a lot of guys would appreciate this, what, what I've done Mm. and they'd want to learn like, how did Lucas do it? I want to do it too. That's when I built a course. Um, and now in addition to the courses, I also do group coaching. So I I offer like a group coaching service and also one-on-one consulting as well. So then, uh, then I've got my hands in many other pies as well. Like, um, you know, I've been hired to formulate products for companies because I love like supplement formulating. Mm-hmm. Um, and the new and up and new and upcoming um, venture that I'm taking on this year, which I haven't mentioned anywhere publicly yet, Here is actually world first, <laughs> right, yeah. exclusive. Is actually <laughs> that I'll be releasing my own supplements this year. So that's oh, that's where it's at. People have said, "Why don't you do it?" I always thought that. Actually. Yeah, no. Like, you were at one stage. We we had one. I remember back stage, in the day. Yeah, it was in the new topic. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So yeah, I had yeah. a um a concept, like a an idea around a sachet that you add to coffee, um that makes it more energizing and yeah. gives you more energy and stuff like that. So that was Brainex. We got a lot of interest in that, but then what happened? Like, mum and dad were just like. You know, it's going to be a lot to fund the project. Like you're better off making money through your education. So I was like, you know what? I might as well stick with the courses for now, build all that up like solid mm. until when I'm a bit older <clears throat> with a more, with a, with a larger following, then I'll release yeah, my own definitely. supplements. And yeah. like people, you should see the comments on YouTube. They're just like, when are you releasing? Like I, they just ask for it, yeah. Because they know that I'm what I'm going to release is going to be badass. Yeah. So can you tell us what you're going to release? Or is that, is that <laughs> <Yeah>. a secret? <laughs> the first product is going to be a product that my audience wants the most, and that is going to be a natural testosterone optimization supplement. Perfect. So it's going to be <laughs> yeah, it's going to be something that I know. Like, have you guys heard of More Plates, More Dates? Yeah. yeah Derek? Derek, Derek, Derek. So his, his number one selling product right now is his testosterone booster, like a natural Sigma Gorilla Mind. Mm-hmm. And I look at all the other influence, like Greg, Gregor Gallagher, Kino mm-hmm. Body. He's got his own. Greg Doucette. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a legend. Most annoying voice in the world. <laughs> hey, he's good. He's good value. Yeah. yeah. Make sure you train harder than last yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Good yeah. advice. <laughs> I actually like that advice. Yeah. Um, so he's released one, like you just look at like all the bigger players, like they've all got one that they recommend, but I, like, I look at what they've released and I'm like, man, I can make something better than this. Where do you even start though? Like In terms of formulating? Yeah. Well, that's where I think my X factor lies is mm. my ability to like decipher research and see what's like hot or what's got potential that no one else is talking about or no one else is using. Mm. And what I like to think is I'm at the point now where I'm somewhat like the influencer of influencers because they're, they're looking at me to see what I talk about and then they're going to go and create content about it. So mm-hmm. I have to be sort of be careful like what I what I talk about because yeah, yeah. I've actually mentioned some things to some other companies and now they've literally gone out and yeah, they've like, stolen yeah. my ideas. <laughs> do you, sorry. Know, yeah. Do you get a lot of backlash at all? Like do you get into – Haters. Yeah. <laughs> I get um, – like you're not a doctor, but yeah, that's yeah. like I'm a naturopath, which is like four years of study. I get that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I get a little bit around like when I create content that's like, do not take this. Yeah. 
the ones that take it get cra- yeah, of course. Yeah, cranky. Of course, yeah. It's like you're not targeting them, but <laughs> yeah. you're just giving advice. But I know what you mean. It's like you insulted them personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get some funny usernames on YouTube as well, yeah. man, like Mr. Potato Head. Uh, <laughs> you know, going back to the supplement on testosterone, I've always found, found it fascinating. Like, you know, you said they got a sort of a, it's a combination of ingredients. Yeah, yeah. When you're formulating something like that, is it like sort of you don't just get, oh, these all work for testosterone, let's all put them in a capsule. Because obviously they can't all work together. Is that right? There's yeah. got to be a certain way that you, you know, those certain. It's a great question. Like and synergy and yeah, understanding. Yeah, because it doesn't. It might not affect the yeah. body in that way with another ingredient. Yeah, that, that's important. So how do you how do you decipher that? When yeah, you, when you, so it comes down to like that's where it comes down to understanding how they work, yeah. like in mechanisms, because some of them would have overlapping effects. Of course. So it's like, why would you have both ingredients that do the same thing exactly, yeah. at the same dosage doing the same thing? <clears throat> so it comes down to like understanding the intricacies around dosages. And, yeah. and I guess that's your X factor that well, you know that I, instead of just putting all these ingredients together. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what, like, I feel like, and it's funny because we attract so many engineers to my to my brand. And if you think about like an engineer's brain, they're, they're all about how does it work? Yeah, of course. So I'm like the engineer of supplements, basically. I'm like the the guy who loves looking at mechanisms. And I think I'm just, honestly, I think I'm just like, extremely passionate and addicted to learning that. And it's such a niche thing that hopefully will pay off, you know, in the future. Just a quick break in between our episode. If you're wondering where you can buy all this unbelievable merch from, where can you get it from, Matty? So you can get it from our website at culturalclub.com.au. Use the code AMI15 to get yourself 15% off. Now let's get straight back into the episode. We do our, a lot of our own oh, research yeah. into oh, this. Obviously, like, like being into health, fitness and stuff. Yeah. Like um, performance, you know. Performance. Cognitive performance, anything. that can get a bit of an edge. You yeah. want to yeah. feel good, you know. You want to yeah. be sharp yeah. and everything. It's so. nice to bounce. It's bounce like stuff, um, it is good, Andrew Hoopman. You guys yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course, man. So he, he has made the stuff that I talk about legit. Yeah. Because he's basically like being the voice for the biohacking community. Yeah. And now people are like, oh, man, this guy's so smart. Like he knows his stuff. If he's saying it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And look, I, like, I don't want to get like political in that, but it's it's very hard in today's society because you got people that, you know, the way things are sort of put out to people, they believe in certain ways. And I'm not saying that's wrong or that's right, but it's very easy to then just, you know, they're, they're you know, like the hippies or whatever, they're this, they're yeah. but, You know, it's like, but if you actually do a bit of research and read why this is good, why this is not, but then it takes that one credible person that everyone's like, all right. To make now it he says it and it's like yeah. legit. Yeah, so whatever he says is gospel. Yeah, so it's yeah. it's a hard sort of market to. It is, and also like when I first started the Instagram page, I was really focused on like being evidence based because there were so many pages out there that were just like yeah. bullshit. Literally, like, yeah. take yeah. this and it's yeah, hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. I think that's a massive thing for you too mm. because you always like cite resources. This is where I read this. This is where it's been proven. Yeah. So yeah. if anyone even you know tries to give you something you're like just cool. read the paper yeah it's, even it's with there. your supplements that's what I love how you you're like not every supplement's created equally like say yeah. it's taurine for example you have your certain supplier because you know that's made in quality oh, man. purposes and it does its job when it comes to supplement space yeah. and like understanding what they do in dodgy supplements yeah. bro it is yeah, actually I can, I can it's a multi-billion dollar industry how many fake supplements are out there man I can imagine man how, how? Like, how have you they found this? get um, away because it's not as well regulated right. as drugs. Like okay, a pharmaceutical yeah. drug, it costs like, I don't know, $2 million to get it to market. Mm-hmm. 
Whereas a supplement, anyone can just put in a bottle, like pretty much sell it as long as they don't make claims in Australia. Mm. But you know what I mean? Like it has to be. If you word it right, you can sort of. Yeah, it's like yeah. may support. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, every, yeah. exactly, 100%. Do you sort of have to be careful now bringing out your own supplement? Is there a lot of like. I have to be particularly through. careful when it comes to podcasting, I've heard. Right. So like making claims about the product. Mm-hmm. Um, and also one thing we're doing is we're not manufacturing in Australia. Yeah, I was going to mm-hmm. say. We're doing it in the U.S., and we're setting up a U.S. company, and we're going to have that set up over there, um, which means that, I mean, they're still strict over there, but they're not as, yeah. like, ruthless as, like, <laughs> you know who I'm talking about here. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah we know. <laughs> um, what would you say, like, this is a bit bit of a question, yeah. delving into your brain a little bit. What do you think the biggest problem, because a lot of our, our listeners are, are males. Men, yeah. Yeah, men. What would you say the biggest problem in, in male performance and, and health is in right today's now, society? Yeah. Lack of motivation and lack of confidence. Like lack of motivation slash lack of confidence relating to suboptimal testosterone. Right. Like just guys in their mid-20s, early 30s, suffering the consequences of low testosterone and that's affecting their motivation, drive, resilience. And they're just not – they're like better males. Like they're just not feeling that alpha – feeling that we should be feeling. You know, if we want to create a business, create a brand and have that robustness, then I think, you know, that's an important factor. What do you think are some of the uh, contributing factors to that in today's society? Yeah, so definitely like poor diet, you know, bad sleep, like EMF exposure, like electronic devices, um, not getting out in sun, like, you know, wearing sunscreen, things like that. (laughs) Um, Drinking for like plastic bottles, like eating food from plastic, um, just like not selecting the right type of exercise. There's a lot of guys that do like, they think that they're training right for, for hormones, but they're doing just like like six to seven kilometer runs where like yeah, that steady state shit. yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not all much, yeah. Steady state cortisol increasing activities. Like it's just not not ideal. For testosterone optimization, you guys understand this. It's like mm. weight training, like mm. squatting, deadlifting, bench pressing, High-intensity activities, sprinting is one of the things that I was doing to, like, max out testosterone, and I think that really ha- really moved the needle. And you feel it after you do the session. Mm. Like, you just feel, like, awesome. You get that growth hormone spike. It's just a – it's a yeah, it's it's a really common problem that, I, that we're seeing. And I just get DMs every single day of guys. Yeah. Like, you can imagine my DM inbox is, like, full imagine. of guys that are, like, needing help with that sort of stuff. Do you think there's like been a steady, I know I've read a couple sort of uh, research papers, but obviously it's better coming from you. Um, do you think there's been like a steady decline in test yeah. levels in men over the years? Oh man, if you look at the statistics, like male testosterone levels have declined so significantly that they've, when it comes to blood testing, they actually reduced the, the average. The average. Yeah. So they've actually short, they've actually reduced that max, used to be like 1400. And here's me like getting excited that I'm near a thousand. But like, if you look back, yeah. like our great grandfather, I was going to say, they, they, yeah, <laughs> they, they would have been like, on average, their average would have been like at least nine hundred to a thousand. I'd imagine. Yeah, that's probably considered low. Back What's now. the average now? <laughs> for- the average for men now would be, I'd say, like four sixty, which is low. Yeah. Well, or like, how can a speaking. young twenty-year-old yeah. like really become the man he wants to be? Like. 
with that level. I think there's a bit of stigma around it as well. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, as like, in the words out of my mouth. <laughs> as the, in like this whole like testosterone optimization. Yeah, this yeah, sort right. of thing. I think it was probably six months ago. Out of curiosity, I was feeling pretty crap. Yeah. Right? Like super stressed. Um, under the pump. Like, under the pump. Not sleeping? or Not sleeping. Yeah. Terrible sleep. Yeah. Like, wake up. Motivation zero, zero, just feeling like shit, right? Yeah. And I and I wanted to go and get a, a blood test, so I went to my GP. Oh no! <laughs> and it was straight away. Are you thinking about performance enhancing drugs? And I'm like, no, I'm not. I just want to know worst. what's going on with my body. And it took me so long for them to so to they gave to give you me a massive headache, right? Like, just, just like a hundred thousand questions, man. like why do you want to do this? You're young. That's the that's the best one yeah, I get. You're like, young. Like, so, so, I want to see my levels, man. I feel like shit. So yeah. it shouldn't be. It's got nothing to do with me <laughs> taking drugs or anything like that. I just want to get a better picture of what's going on in my body. Yeah. Right? But it's such an issue. But it's also an issue not not just in Australia, but yeah. like, even even American stuff. Like, but yeah, it's that that should be a, a human right to be able to see that information. What I do now in terms of like clients, I just say like, man, like you, if you can get this list of tests, I, I give them the list of tests. If you can get it done through your local doctor, like good luck. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Otherwise use iMedical, do it privately and you're just going to have to pay out of pocket. Mm. It's a pain in the ass, but like yeah, you, worth get, it. you get the results yeah. that you want. Yeah. 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 See, that's another thing. I think with, you know, speaking of like the, you know, the alpha type, Male, there's a, that stigma around it, but it's like that's how males are designed to be. Yeah, like it's like they're trying to. There's a reason why you know you have a male and a female because you have the hormones and yeah. the, the the traits and characteristics of a male and a, and one and a female has a bit of that. And it's what they're attracted to. And it's well. like so we can't you can't be a, a proper male if your hormonal profile isn't you know what mm-hmm. it should be. So I I think it's a massive like I think you put a study up that. In 35 years, yeah. I read that and I was astonished. What in was like 35 years from now, most gone. men in the Western world will be infertile. That's unbelievable. Yeah. So infertility is so low now. So crazy. Yeah. Sperm counts are dropping. We should have some sperm count competitions. It's not real, but man, look, think, you know, think about that. Look. Yeah. Man, it's, where do you uh, go from there? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It comes down to like hopefully my voice, mm. Huberman, all that us talking about it, educating, and standing up for it as well. Like just, I think it's just like raising awareness as well. Because like, you know, a lot of people just feel crap and they're just like, oh, I feel crap. Or like, I'll I'm get depressed over it. Or, and I'm this know. and that. And sometimes it's simply that you're lacking testosterone or certain something, you know. Something There's like, a reason yeah. why you feel that way because <laughs> – It's not normal to feel do, do shit. Not, do you know what exactly. I mean? And, and I think they're quick – doctors are quick to oh, – I don't want to get all technical. I'm not a doctor, but quick to say, oh, you feel like shit. Yeah, take this. But it's like, man, you got to delve deeper than that. Yeah. It's not as simple as like, you're, right, you're depressed, take this. Like there, there might be reasons like physically, internally, why you feel that way. So mm. like I think it's too quickly just take this, you'll get better. Mm. It's got to be more research, uh, more like delving done into these situations. Yeah. So obviously, as we said, pretty niche Um Super niche. Yeah, the, the space you're in. What was the hardest part of like getting this? Out to people. Hmm. Um, what was the hardest part about getting my message out there? Yeah, like how, how? I guess how do you sell this? You know what I mean? Probably like I'd say getting the attention of the big the big dogs. Like yeah, of like getting their getting their attention for me was like 
when I would create posts on Instagram, I was not thinking about my audience. All I could think about was like Dave Asprey, Paul Saladino, like all these guys that are like up there, Peter Atia, like Tim Ferriss, Joe Rogan, like all these big names. I just want them to like somewhat like see my content. I just want them to see that I'm like, wow, this guy's talking about stuff that no one else is talking about. And there was a podcast invite that I got onto because of that very reason. It was Mark Bell, Mark Smelly Bell. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's the, he, I've got a lot to thank. Thank you, Mark Bell. Like he's actually just blown me up because one of the videos on YouTube got like a million, it's like 900,000 views. It was like a snippet from our podcast. Um, Getting his attention and, and like gaining his like credit, like gaining his respect meant so much to me because I was like, Millions of people respect Mark Bell. If they respect him and he said he speaks super highly of me, like people are going to trust me more. That's the number one thing in business is like building credibility and trust. Like how can I build social uh, social trust, social proofing? Yeah. Um, so that was like, that was a big thing. One of the hardest things that I'm doing now is like, like I love my brother, like where we work, he works with me. Um, he also does DJing, you know, he does that on the side, but he also has a marketing background, but we're very different. Like, I'm like, I work at a pace that's, I'm fuck, I'm very fast with what I do, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean I'm perfect at what I do. Whereas he's- Perfectionist. Yeah, yeah, yeah very yeah. nice and easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, if you saw the speed at which I, like, even when I get emails, like, I'm just, just go through them as fast as I can. Yeah. It's like, the more you can churn out in a day, the more you're going to, Mm-hmm. the quicker you're going to get to your goal. Mm-hmm. And I've always learned like the key in entrepreneurship is speed, like speed and focus. If you can just get so much work done in, in a per unit of time, like mm-hmm. you're going to be productive. But the hardest part has been like just being like trusting that what James tells me is going to be like actually beneficial, mm-hmm. like particularly when it comes to like performing ads, like yeah. scripting ads, like it's hard. Like I actually find that, very difficult. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, what would you say is the biggest sort of, uh, well, podcast, but also event that you've been invited to so far? It's probably last year being invited to speak in Amsterdam um, at the, this is like the the most prestigious biohacking summit. So that was like the the world biohacking summit. Um, and then there was another one in Dubai, which I'll probably get invited back to this year again. That was the first one in Dubai. Um, there was also a podcast invite I got in, invited to speak on in Las Vegas. This guy called Sean Kelly. I don't know, digi- uh, digital social hour or something like that. Maybe. But I couldn't logistically make it. Like I was in Europe. It was just too hard. Yeah, too was, hard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm sure this year there's going to be some bigger. Like my my goal is to eventually. Like I want to be sitting in front of who uh, in front of Joe Rogan one day. Like I, yeah. I would yeah. love to make that happen. So is that is that the end goal? Yeah, that's the end Just goal. Breaking a fat cubit <laughs> with Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, that would be too bad. That would be a laugh. Obviously, you've gone to this world uh, biohacking seminar. Mm. It's obviously enough of a niche to get a lot of people involved. Yeah. Yeah. But I haven't seen it be as big. Here, yeah. No one is, is it doing growing. Are you it? like the only guy? <laughs> I'm the only guy. Is it big in overseas? It's huge yeah. in the US, and like there's a, f- a little bit in Europe. Yeah, but it's like, man, if somebody 
it's bound to happen. Somebody's going to set up an Australian biohacking summit and have everyone comes here for like mm-hmm. a conference. Yeah. I'll make it happen eventually. If, if no one else does it, I'll do it after I've ticked off my goals. Cool. Mm-hmm. Like I'd love to do that. But you're right, man. Like it's not that well known in Australia. But I think like thankfully with Huberman, a lot of Aussies listen to Huberman. Yeah. Like he's actually made it more popular. Definitely. And I think that's a, the main a big thing with your industry is that biohacking is such a – if someone doesn't know, they're like, what is that? Like they yeah. think it's like some crazy word. <laughs> but I think with people like Andrew talking about it, it brings awareness. Yeah. So they actually like, oh, yeah, I know what biohacking is. It's not as – like crazy as the name sounds, you know? Yeah. So then it helps people like yourself. Yeah. Then people will actually delve into it a bit more. Well, when people think of like biohacking, they think of like chips instead of- Yeah, like exactly right. Well, you know, it's true. If people got no idea and they're not really into that space. Because of the word hack. Yeah, like, exactly. Hack yeah. is a shit, like it's a, not a nice word. Yeah, yeah. It's also associated with negative things. Yeah. Like you're like trying to shortcut, but yeah. Yeah. It's like bio-optimizing. Def- definitely, yeah. Yeah. You know? I think you have to be yeah careful well, with that. Some people, yeah. I think we got to ask this question. If you had one oh, supplement yeah. oh. to pick for the rest of your life, you can only take one. What would it be in terms of that covers yeah. all the bases that you could cover? It would be taurine. Taurine, yeah. Was that? It ticks off a lot of the boxes. I'm, you know, I'm looking to to satisfy. Like it's a longevity amino acids research coming out that it can actually extend lifespan in in animal models. Um, it delays. It delays aging in, in a variety of ways in these animal models. It helps with like just buffering fatigue during exercise, so minimizing lactic acid buildup. It's anti-anxiety to a degree. Like it actually helps to like mellow you out a little bit, make you feel – and a potent stress-reducing supplement in my opinion. Like if mm-hmm. I – when I take it, I feel like I can handle more. And if yeah. I can handle more, I can – just do, do more, you know. Also, out of personal interest here, because now we're talking about supplements <laughs> yeah, we and what to take or not. Yeah. Do you think, like, in the professional sports space, do you think it's almost PEDs, PEDs, I say, in brackets, are almost a bit overregulated by WADA, aside all these uh, corporations, mm. in that, like, there's still, I guess, a space for that? You know, is it is it just way too regulated? Well, it's funny you mentioned that because there's going to be – there's a new Olympics that's emerging, which is open – open at like so drug-permitted yeah. Olympics. Where Jeez, can, really? It's called the Enhanced Games. Oh, I don't even know. Yeah, sign Matty up. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I think right, in terms of – look – PED usage in uh, elite sports and professional sports is like ubiquitous. It's everywhere. Like, mm. and even the guys that say that they're not on stuff, like they're on stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But you ask yourself the question, like, is it because that's what it takes to get there? Mm. Well, if it's the difference between one to two percent, that might be the difference. Exactly people, exactly yeah. So it might be that, you know. Part of what I do like with the content creation side is like I want to showcase like these are PEDs because I do talk about PEDs. Yeah. I talk, talk about peptides. I talk about – I've spoken a little bit about SARMs. Um, I just want to like educate on like this is what they do. This is what you need to be aware of. Like this is what you can do to offset the side effects. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, but, yeah, I'd say like the usage is – it's. Yeah. Personally, I think there's a space for it in in rehab. 
yeah, recovery, recovery, injury. that sort of. Because at the end of the day, being a professional sports person it's is life, your job. Man, it's it's your, your life. Yeah. If you can, you know, half the time you're out from being your job, not getting paid in some sports if you don't play, mm. stuff like this, sponsorship, sponsors, all the, the rest of it. Exactly. Or whatever. I think why not? Like yeah. if if it is safe enough. I'm in the same. Yeah, well, do you know, like, why is that same. banned? They've got the best doctors in the world. And exactly. Bloods, you do it this, that. I'm pretty sure there's a way you can do certain things in a safe way, I think. Yeah. yeah. I was actually on, it's funny you mentioned this. I was on a, I got invited to to collaborate with a company that actually does like the sports tape for Bas- Barcelona Football Club. And they do like this cream as well. It's, oh, it's from Italy. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. It's called Cedilar, like C-E-T-I-L-A-R. Right. They've, they've, yeah. I don't know, they've helped like a lot of professional teams. Um, and they're like pharmaceutical, they're like a pharma company, like big company, big company recommending these products. And I'm like, you know, there's, there's, there, there would be a lot of benefit these athletes can gain from products that accelerate healing, like Absolutely. recovery. You know, we've got the old methods, which we were doing way before it was popular ice bars. And now look how popular. It's true. Yeah. Like everyone's, everyone's doing that, man. Um, so yeah, definitely time and place for it, but I'm not anti-PED. Like it's, guys want to, humans are always going to be on the hunt for things to enhance their body. So like, mm. Just have to educate. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's exactly right. Yeah. That's the main thing because you're not really going to stop people. No, it's way. about making it as sort of safe and yeah. doing as less stupid things as possible. Because we see how easily accessible information is these days, especially to like young kids and stuff. Mm. So if you can put out good information, you might help. Look, and we've also been as humans, like we've always been on the hunt for things. Even going back to like the indigenous days, like looking for tobacco leaves to, to you know, like they were using things back then. Yeah, yeah. 100%. It's crazy. <laughs> I guess without, we'll sort of start wrapping it up here, but without giving away your secrets here for your course and everything else, just very broadly, um, I'm a male in my 20s, yeah. teens. How do I ensure that I'm feeling good? Yeah, so when it comes to like, dialing everything in to feel like fully optimized, waking up with boundless energy, like motivation, confidence, definitely testosterone, that whole cascade, the pathway, DHT, estrogen, prolactin is going to play a role. So making sure you're getting like blood work done in that regard. But then also thyroid function, like this is often a neglected element of peak performance is like there's no possible way you can wake up feeling warm, have energy, and feel like confident if your thyroid is sluggish. Mm-hmm. Um, that's basically your your rate limiting thing for for metabolism. And if your your thyroid is not in peak form, like I've seen athletes that have like really good thyroid function, really high testosterone. You just look at them like, yeah, it makes sense. Like you're yeah. you're a beast. Like yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I think just for the guys listening in, I'd say like one important point to to emphasize is there is a difference between subjective symptoms and then doing objective blood testing. Like look at the data. Don't be afraid to investigate what's happening in your body. And it is your right to do that. So like go out there. If you're not feeling great, do a blood test. Um, And that's where like someone like myself can analyze the blood test, suggest protocols specifically for their test. 
um, which is something that I do, you know, frequently for for clients. If you need to get your blood work done, you <laughs> Lucas up. Yeah. Um, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, great no, chat. It's a pleasure, guys. Something it's, a bit different. So good, fun. Man. Yeah, it's really um, good. So if you haven't, make sure you follow. Ergogenic Health? Yeah, on YouTube, just search um, Boost Your Biology. So go and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Go buy his course too. (laughs) That's (laughs) it. Thank you once again for joining us for another episode. Um, Make sure, again, to follow us on Spotify, YouTube, Instagram. Oh, now we're on TikTok TikTok too. TikTok as well, yeah. Maddie smashing out the TikTok videos. Um, And, yeah, we'll see you next week with another big guest. Make sure you tune in. See you soon.